Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Wednesday, March 4th. I'm Sarah Fenton in Fort Wayne Pratt. Ahead, research shows getting an education in prison can reduce the chances someone will return after they're released. But some people in Illinois prisons end up on waiting lists for classes for years. They're not realizing that when you get to these lower level prisons that you're not going to be able to obtain courses and classes. That story is coming up in just a few moments. But first, these headlines. Missouri House Democrats say it's time for the state to stop performing medically unnecessary pelvic exams on women seeking abortions. As St. Louis Public Radio's State House reporter Jacqueline Driscoll reports, they've filed legislation to end the practice, but getting it across the finish line could be difficult. Conservative lawmakers in Missouri pride themselves on the anti-abortion agenda they've paved for the state, specifically an eight-week abortion ban they passed last year. In an election year like 2020, finding bipartisan support for any abortion rights legislation looks unlikely. Minority leader Crystal Quaid from Springfield says she's had some conversations with Republicans about ending the practice, but she says so far none have offered any public support. Behind the scenes they agree with us, but you know, putting their name on a bill such as this during election year um, has, has been proven difficult. So. The legislation filed late last month would stop the requirement of pelvic exams for abortions unless it is medically necessary. The bills have not yet been assigned to committee. In Jefferson City, I'm Jacqueline Driscoll, St. Louis Public Radio. Missouri Health Director Randall Williams said yesterday the state can provide tests for the new coronavirus to everyone who wants one. The state health department's lab in Jefferson City is the only place in Missouri certified to test patients for the emerging respiratory disease. Williams says the state currently can test hundreds of people. State health officials are currently testing those who have had contact with someone who's tested positive, who have traveled to countries affected by the virus, or who have severe unexplained symptoms. There's a finite number of tests we can do. So the question is, well, can anybody get a test And the answer is no, you still have to meet criteria. So far, the state has tested fewer than 15 patients. An alderman from South St. Louis is resigning. In a letter submitted Tuesday, 12th Ward Democrat Larry Arnowitz says he's stepping down immediately for, quote, personal reasons. Arnowitz did not immediately return a call for comment, but the St. Louis Post-Dispatch reports Arnowitz is under investigation, federal investigation, for using campaign funds for personal use. Arnowitz was first elected in 2011, defeating the last Republican member of the Board of Aldermen. He won his 2019 Democratic primary with 74 percent of the vote. A special election to fill his seat must be held between May 17th and June 1st. And some travel news for your morning commute. Two lanes of Interstate 5570 in East St. Louis will be closed for much of today. The Belleville News Democrat reports IDOT will close the left and center lanes of eastbound I-5570 at the bridge east of the I-64 exchange. The closures will last from 7.30 a.m. to 3 p.m. to allow for repairs to the bridge. Again, the closures affect the left and center lanes of eastbound I-5570 at the bridge east of the I-64 exchange. (music) 
Many people in Illinois' prisons aren't able to get their GED, associate's degree, or a trade skill. Some people end up on waiting lists for classes for years. Reporter Lee Gaines explains why this is happening and what could be done to solve it. An Illinois Department of Corrections policy says that people be placed in educational and vocational programming based on how much time they have left in prison. That means people with less time on their sentences jump ahead of those with more time. Thank you for using Securus. You may start the conversation now. Hello. Hi, is this Ralph? Ralph Gray didn't know about this policy when he transferred from one Illinois prison to another. Gray is 25, he's from Champaign, and he's serving a 20-year prison sentence. And um, when I was 17 years old, I uh, I participated in a a robbery scheme which ultimately led to uh, my incarceration now, and I'm still incarcerated for the same crime. Gray says he was about 16 credits shy of receiving his associate's degree when he transferred from the higher security Western Illinois prison to the lower security Graham Correctional Center. A lot of guys are sacrificing leaving prisons that are are worse living conditions to come here and, you know, they're leaving their educational classes and all that stuff there, not realizing that when you get to these lower-level prisons that you're not going to be able to obtain courses and classes. Gray says he requested the transfer in part because he wanted to take an auto body class at Graham. I'm still on a waiting list for it. February or March, it'll make three years for me being on a waiting list and nothing. Research shows that access to education inside prisons can lower the chances someone will return after they're released. But last year, only about 700 people across all of Illinois' 28 correctional facilities received a GED. And less than 200 people earned an associate's degree. Illinois' total prison population is about 40,000. IDOC Director Rob Jeffrey says a lack of funding and teachers, coupled with the remote locations of some correctional facilities, is why educational opportunities are lacking in Illinois' prisons. And when you have that shortage of of staffing and opportunity, then of course you put the priority based on those offenders who are subject to leave a whole lot sooner than those who are in there for longer periods of time. Jeffrey says the agency is trying to expand access to education, but he believes prioritizing those with less time to serve is still the right move. California, however, takes a different approach. We allow anybody who wants to come to college to go to college, even those that have life without parole sentences. That's Brant Cho with the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation. Since 2014, California has dramatically increased access to community college classes within its prisons. This comes from a law that requires the state to reimburse colleges for teaching those classes. Choate says he doesn't see any downside to offering college courses to anyone who wants to take them. It changes them from essentially criminals to academics. But Choate says offering more education behind bars in California required support and funding from the state's elected officials. Without that support, it's unclear how Illinois' prison system could follow California's lead. In a statement, a spokesperson for IDOC says given their limited resources, they'll continue to prioritize those with less time to serve for educational programming. That means people like Gray will continue to sit on waiting lists. I'm Lee Gaines, Illinois Newsroom. 
To read more about the challenges facing inmates who want an education, go to stlpublicradio.org. The executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio is Shula Newman, music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Sarah Fenton, and from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.